Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a fantastic week. I am still on vacation, but I made sure to record with B, who you all know as Pet Shop Boy, before I left. We did a full recap of season one of Summer House Martha's Vineyard, or as B likes to call it, spicy summer house, as opposed to plain summer house. We had such a great time chatting. If you guys haven't, I really encourage you to run do not walk to watch Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I think it's the best new show to be on Bravo in years, probably since Family Karma. And yeah, I just think you guys are going to really enjoy our chat. I was on B's podcast, Life on the B-List, last week. So if you didn't get a chance to check that out, go ahead and give it a listen. As always, you know, I appreciate your reviews. So if you are feeling generous today, go ahead, leave me a five star review and a, you know, kind note. And if you have any constructive criticism, you can find me at Mandy Slutsker in my DMs on Instagram. I hope you guys have a great, uh, a great week. I hope you had a very safe 4th of July for those of you who celebrate. And I will see you again next week with an all new episode where I'm going to be going through the new Roni cast with my guest, talking OC, Atlanta, all the fun things. So stay tuned. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break and then back with B. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I am back with B, who you all know as Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. He is so hilarious. He's been on this podcast before. <laughs> I love his insight. And we are here today to talk about Bravo, but especially about a new favorite show of mine, and I think his, which is Summer mm-hmm. House Martha's <laughs> Vineyard. How are you doing, B? I'm good. I'm good. Well, the was the re- wait, no, the, the finale was the night before last night. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Because Sunday was Pride. I, I wasn't even home, so I could watch the next day. I wanted to give you a moment after <laughs> yeah. Pride. I was like, Thank let you. me give him a beat. Are, how are you? Are you alive? Are you well? Have you need I to get like an IV and well. somewhere? <laughs> I feel like I always need an IV, but you know, my Pride Sunday was actually pretty like tame. Like I, you know, I could have like watched it because I was like home at that point, but um. <laughs> I just it just slipped my mind but i usually like watch these shows sometimes the day after just like i don't usually watch them live and i like to kind of like build them up so i have like hours of tv oh. <laughs> and do it all at once sometimes i'm like that um but this is such a great show it's such a good show i i'm, I'm bummed it's like so short like such a short run most first seasons of like this kind of mm-hmm. thing are i feel like the original summer house was kind of short My take on this is that, so I started watching it like after Atlanta and um, Mm -hmm. I started, you know, I also don't always watch live. Like I'll sometimes jump into bed and put it on or like watch it the next day. And I started Mm -hmm. watching the Martha's Vineyard show before Atlanta, which tells me (laughs) how I'm (laughs) feeling about both shows at the moment. Well, I just kind of gave up on Atlanta midway, but. Fair. Yeah, no, Atlanta, like, I mean, I, I watched, um because I didn't know if we were going to be talking about this, so I watched the last episode, but that was, like, what, days ago? Yeah. So, Sunday? Also, was that Sunday? Yeah. I can't even remember now. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not watching this time? season. Nothing's going on. Yeah. It's... Um, but that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Before we get into Martha's Vineyard, I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you about a couple things. One mm-hmm. is that we've got a new Roni coming up. 
And we've yeah. got this Sonia and Luann take crappy lake or whatever it's called. <laughs> Are you following the Roni elders, as I feel like I'm going to call them <laughs> moving forward? The, the, um, the, 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 the founding mothers? The founding mothers. Roni, That's yeah. probably a better term than elders. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you mean like like when they're on Rahal Studies with my girls trip? Yeah. And are you following are you gonna follow uh this crappy lake? I will. Fitch? Um well the thing is is I feel like the reason I stopped loving Roni as much as I did previously is because I felt like that format of a show doesn't really work well for most of the women at this point. I feel like their lives be, kind of came so meta, like it's like we're filming a show about Luann performing a show about her being a star. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It stopped really kind of being about reality TV or what the guests, like what the original premise of housewives is supposed to be about. Cause they don't really have any like, you know, relationships to speak of outside of each other. Their kids are all grown up and off to college or wherever. So I was really interested in seeing like a different kind of dynamic of women that maybe have like young kids or maybe don't even have kids, which is a really, I mean, Really excited to see Bryn. Um, she's the redhead. She just followed me yesterday on Twitter, so I'm really excited about that. Ooh. <laughs> so, but um, what was I gonna, what was I saying though? Um, I have been following them and I feel like Crappy Lake though, all that's all to say that I feel like Crappy Lake is the perfect venue for someone like Sonia and Luann, because I don't think that they shouldn't be on reality TV. I just think that over time like they're better served their kind of comedy is for something that's more of like a simple life kind of sin you know what i mean i 100 percent am with you on this i felt yeah. like roni got really stale and i feel like it died on black yeah. shabbat <laughs> yeah oh ab absolutely you're totally right um, like my heart sank with every comment that was made I just yeah. was like, I don't know that we can come back from this. Back like, from this, this is really dark. Yeah. Oh. Like, and I'm happy to see all the same women again in a different venue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I don't think, again, a lot of the conversation online, it's just like very like low hanging fruit. A lot of people that I see online, obviously, usually like it's probably the wrong, bar the wrong barometer because sometimes the, like Twitter can just be like the loudest, dumbest people in the room, but not necessarily the people that are actually like, watching the shows and loving them do you know what i mean but yes um, all that to say like uh, like usually people are like first to say oh they're old they shouldn't be on tv that's not at all what this is about i think that it's just like maybe the story about women in the upper east side is it's a story that's been told and i would really be interested in seeing about brooklyn housewives and tribeca housewives and seeing different parts of the city and like i said also the age comment that i see quite often on twitter um I feel like it's like not really valid because I think that this group of women, if you take all of their ages, their age ranges, um, they line up exactly with what the original housewives of New York were um, when they first began. Jenna Lyons is, you know, the oldest. And I think that, yeah. Um, and I think like what, I think someone was like 57 or something around that. Um, so the kind of the ages do kind of line up. I think it just looked different and <laughs> dressed differently. So I don't know. I, I have, a lot of hope for it. I think people are really going to hate on it, but you know, it is what it is. I'm here <laughs> for it. I'm interested to see if they do. I don't think they're going to address it at all, but mm -hmm. who was, I'm trying to remember the name of the woman who was on, who dropped out like a few weeks into filming. Lizzie. Lizzie. Yeah. So Lizzie, yeah. it made me sad that they chose Lizzie because I don't think she was the right person yeah. Um, but she fit a demographic that I want to see on TV, which is mm -hmm. like a modern Orthodox Jew, right? Yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is interesting. This is so New York. But yeah. she, I think, didn't know how to have conversations with people that didn't have a background in Judaism or Israel. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's really hard Like to, she's assuming people are coming with bad intent when they're having conversations, you know, and all of that. Yeah. So that wasn't great. Um, was, um, so you're here for the new Roni. Yeah, I am. Did you know that she originally was supposed to be on Real Housewives of Dallas? I did. So okay, yeah, yeah. that okay. tells me kind of all I need yeah. to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I'm like, we're good. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it just, it just like my heart sank because I'm like, I really want to see this representation of like yeah. a modern Orthodox Jew on TV 
But also that would be so difficult with filming with all the holidays, with Shabbat, with yeah. all, you know, the rules of Kashrut and everything. But I also want to see it, you know, and, yeah, and not sure. a, my Orthodox life or unorthodox life or whatever. That's like such a shitty show. I'm sure this new this new cast is going to open up casting to a whole other world of women, especially a lot of women will probably be trepidatious to try it the first season. But now that they're seeing that their friends are doing it, then the second season, I'm sure. So I, I have high hopes for it. Um, speaking yeah. of some of the low-hanging fruit and people on Twitter and mm-hmm. drama, mm-hmm. you have been a longtime Real Housewives of New Jersey fan. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the fans? And like the fans have created a show outside of the show where they're trying to dig up dirt on people and they're coming up with these crazy stories. And, you know, we've already been a few weeks since you know, New Jersey yeah. wrapped. Like, yeah. what do you make of it all? It just like ruins the experience for me. I almost want to like mute it. Um, yeah. I don't, fo- I honestly don't follow a lot of it because a lot of it is not even true. Right. 90% of it for Jersey, I think is people like just running with stuff or making up things. I mean, I think it's like, honestly, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't be saying this. Arguably one of the dumbest fan bases across the Bravo <laughs> universe. <laughs> so let's, let's just like, I don't, I don't really like listen to a lot of it. Um, a lot of it's not true. And it's just people that have never met these women. Um, and it can get so toxic. And this is like a show where I genuinely like everyone on Jersey. Like there's no one that I hate. Even when I'm disliking Teresa in a season, I like love her as a housewife. So it's, you know, I don't know. They're making it impossible to enjoy watching the entire yeah. group of women you have to like pick a side and people have to you have to want the other side to be fired which is not yeah. how i like to watch my housewives i like the ensemble i like the that's miami why, you know yeah with all the ones that love and hate and everyone together that's how like potomac was at the very beginning when it was like they were all just kind of kooky and you were like i want them all you know what i mean so and that's how i watch my housewife shows there's i don't think there's really any housewives series on right now that i'm that i'm just like i don't like someone i don't want them back maybe the last time i felt that was maybe like ramona um you know i feel like the only housewife i've ever had like a visceral reaction to two yeah one was lydia on actually they're both from oc yeah (laughs) lydia from oc like Uh made my skin crawl really okay don't know why i Something like she seemed almost like she was part of some religious fundamentalist cult. I could see that. Yeah, that creeped I mean, me out. <laughs> yeah, her political leanings for sure. But um, I just yeah, I'm not even interesting enough person for me to like dislike. You know what I mean? I found. Oh, wait, her presence frustrating. OC right now though, I'm kind of loving again. Love it. It's kind of. I'm not going to say it's like a full solid, like a 10, but it's like, it's, it's watchable. Good, it's an eight for me. <laughs> yeah. It's an eight. I am enjoying. I can watch Shannon Storm's Bedore. Like, when, <laughs> before we're talking about age, I want to see yeah. her till she's 90. Yeah. It's nothing about like age. It's just like, you know, I love Karen Huger. Leah Black is one of my all time favorites. It's like, I don't really care about like, it's just like, do you have a story? Um, and- yeah. Shannon doesn't necessarily have a well. She has a story, but she doesn't know she has a story. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, like, she's too like too best. much of a tornado to really try to like. I can't see her like being malicious or putting together a false storyline or being that kind of housewife because she's just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> living I, in the yeah. middle of a tornado. She's like My, Helen Hunter and Helen Hunter Twister. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good reference. When the cow goes flying by, yeah. Like, speaking of, you know, not being malicious, I feel like my favorite housewives over time have been the ones that have been kooky mm-hmm. and very out of touch, but yeah. not with any ill intent. And Karen yeah. Huger is my all-time favorite housewife. We've both bonded over that. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. she is so funny. Sonia has been one of my absolute favorites. I find her, like, hilarious and crazy. You know, I just, I love, and and Shannon. I really like Shannon as a housewife. Um, I'm really liking Emily right now. Like, 
I've liked Emily for a while. It's a, it's difficult because like I know in real life some of her like leanings and things, and I'm like, ooh, why are you following these like crazy (laughs) like conspiracy theorists? But I think she's fantastic. I think she's funny, and I've always thought Shane was funny since like after the first season. I was like, oh, he just didn't want to be on TV and was being an asshole. But now that I see the dynamic, I get it. Kind of, yeah, I kind of see it. I'm really liking the new girl too. She like really won me over, I think, by the second episode. Yeah. I, and I wasn't sure if I was gonna like her. I don't know if I like her, but I like her on okay. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she has some really problematic things it's she gonna... said about foster care and adoption that oh, like did she? Okay. freaked on, me out. Um and on the show or yes, in on the show. Life? When she oh, was okay. like, Oh, I like you know, adop- I, I brought in foster kids so that my biological children could see what it was like for, you know, kids who don't have anything. I'm like, oh, my God, you don't bring someone into your home <laughs> to, like, create yeah. a juxtaposition with your biological children. That's that's not okay, to teach them a that. lesson. That's, I get like, that. at all part of it. And then, you know, she made some comment about, like, until you see someone, like, want to call you mommy on the first day. I'm like, no one I know that's done foster care has had a child immediately bond with them. Yeah. yeah. It's like the way that she's talking about it is maybe not the most accurate representation of the foster mm-hmm. care system for people yeah. who've been in it or people who've been foster parents. So I was just like, oh, does this have to be the first like foray into foster, foster yeah. American foster care system? <laughs> then maybe she's going to be really messy and I'm just kind of overlooking it. I don't it, but... have a problem like with her, you know, and yeah. maybe that's her experience. I'm just like, okay, that, that would freak me out if I was, you know, someone who worked in child welfare services. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's, that, that's valid. <laughs> but I thought she was kooky and coming on and having like a whole crazy thing with her timeline of a divorce and affair. Which is still like, not really it's clear. Hilarious because yeah. it's yeah. clear that she had an affair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why would you like? It's like if everyone knows, like everybody, be like Margaret, everybody... own it. Yeah, so strange. But Gina's working for that orange. Is she? Gina's working overtime. I don't know. She showed up at that that cut fitness party. Yeah, that's true. She She's was making up for messy. lost time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like, I didn't wasn't on last episode, so I'm making up. I don't know. <laughs> Before we get into Martha's Vineyard, need to get your story of how you met Ariana Maddox and how was it? Oh, okay. Did you like just have a quick run in, or did you spend time with her? Quick run in really because um, we were at, it was totally random. I'm not really a musical festival person. I don't like to go to like huge, large events like that. It's just not my thing. But my friend had free VIP tickets and was like, you want to go? So I was like, last minute, I was like, okay, let's go. Free VIP um, tickets? Wow. Yeah. I don't even remember how we got there. I need your friends. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a nice Friday. It's a summer Friday. I was like, sure, let's go. Um, we go over to, we saw like Ice Spice. Someone like lost their kid at the Ice Spice show. By the oh way, my like, God. Okay, got on stage. Talk, talk about the like foster care system. Sorry. Yeah, seriously. Maybe it was Jen. <laughs> like, sorry. sorry. A, <laughs> shit. Dark um, humor. <laughs> so, this woman got on the stage and they gave her the mic and she was like, Oh my God, has anyone seen or da da da? Like, Sebastian, are you in the audience? If you are, raise your your hoodie in the air and everyone's like what the hell and she's just like freaking out and i don't know if they ever found him or what i was like oh my god who who brings their kid to the ice spice show (laughs) and then disney on ice (laughs) yeah yeah right like of all the shows people like smoking weed all around us this is a lot this is a lot um but then we went over to the competitors um stage which was totally different than the ice spice show um demographic wise and I'm standing there and my friend is, I think he went to go to the bathroom. So I'm just standing there alone. And I look next to me. I'm like, this girl looks really familiar. I was like, is that, is that Ariana? <laughs> I just like look at her and she looks at me and she goes, hi. And I was like, hello. <laughs> and then we just chatted for a second. And I was like, what the hell? Because then I was like, absolutely sure it was her. Yeah. Really pretty in real life. Like she, a lot I mean, of the times like. Stunning. Yeah. Um, But it's like, I always kind of thought cute when i saw her but i don't really watch the show that much so it's more like really in and out my kind of like um i've like only seen a few episodes but you know sometimes when you see people they're not as like i don't know 
um, pretty. as like <laughs> pretty um, <laughs> remarkable, I guess. But no, she yeah. was like very, very cute, like gorgeous, very put together. Um, she's just like so adorable. But we talked for a minute and took some photos. We were hanging out the entire time at the Campetra show. She was living her life. She was living her life and I was watching her and I was just like, this girl's like really happy. She was with some friends. She was, we all went to the um, next stage. It was like the Lizzo show. She was dancing around to Lizzo. She was oh, just living her life. Lizzo. Love Lizzo. For her. Oh, yeah. I'm, it's- I'm not a huge Lizzo fan, but like, again, it was just like, love that you're doing your thing. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, um, I was trying to think of like a housewife where I could like compare that to. It's like, I don't listen to Lizzo, but I love the Lizzo's doing her thing. Like I will always fight for for Lizzo's like ability if anyone makes and rights. Yeah, exactly. Like on her, she has worked so hard to get where she are. If exactly, you, she's so talented too. I don't is. listen to her, but like, and it's like if some, it's like a little sister. It's like oh, I'm annoyed because I hear her song in a car commercial. I'm like oh, I hate this song, but then like if someone else talks about her, I'm like okay, you can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I'm allowed to talk about it, but you're not. So love Lizzo because um, you know I'm good. from Minneapolis originally. Oh, okay. I'm actually recording yeah. from there right now, and oh, she is like that's where she got her startup. You know, she's from Texas, but mm-hmm. she got her like up and up in the music yeah, scene in Minneapolis. Houston. And I love the music scene in Minneapolis. First Ave, yeah. Prince, all of that, mm-hmm. and I feel yeah. like we were we embraced her and we loved her and we knew about her before she made it big. And I've been rooting for her ever since. Well, she's on top of the world. I mean, she was literally the headliner that night. So she should be. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, she, <laughs> I love her. Um, okay. Oh, and we saw Heim. Sorry. Last oh, I love Heim. Heim. Love Heim. Yes. So, Yay. Yeah. Jewish representation. <laughs> <laughs> love them. They you are. You guys go see, um, what is it? Licorice pizza? Is that the movie? One of them oh. is in the movie, Licorice Pizza. I think yeah. that's what it's called. I can't remember anyway. the name of... <laughs> but they, they're they really cool. Did you freeze? Oh, okay. There you go. Sorry. There you are. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into Summer House Martha's Vineyard. First of all, have you mm-hmm. ever been to the vineyard on vacation? Um, Nobody dated someone from the vineyard. I lived in Boston for four and a half years. Okay. Um, But I dated someone who's from Martha's Vineyard. His mom was like personal chef to Martha uh, Martha Stewart out there. Ooh. And um, so it's really, I know of it being a really nice place, but I've never actually been. I've been to the Cape though, a ton of times. Like Provincetown? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I but, love, um, I love like, I've not been there, but I yeah. know that I love Provincetown. Yeah. And it's like the dorkiest <laughs> you're, reason you're why. You're probably right. But <laughs> <laughs> I just love like, the this is like s- such a tangent, but in July 2021, over 4th of July, so two years ago, there was an outbreak of the like Delta variant of COVID amongst mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. of vaccinated gay men in Provincetown. And because mm-hmm. they it's are July so 4th. smart uh, with like public health and understanding mm-hmm. HIV and stuff, they literally did contact tracing and they were able to figure out how it spread so quickly. And I was like, the gays of Provincetown <laughs> were able to solve like a medical mystery <laughs> yeah i love them i actually knew some of the people that's so funny it's like no it's um <laughs> it's of a small all gay world small so, world it's a small that. public health world i mean they were like heroes yeah. to us who read the mmwr that the cdc puts out <laughs> i mean like, like look at the monkeypox mini outbreak i mean how quickly we stamped that out yep if it weren't for the gays if it weren't for the gays Jeez. and their contact tracing yeah we would be a mess we would yeah. be oh Okay, so back on track. So I wanted to go by like through all of the different people that we've seen Uh on the show and get your thoughts on it. But before we do that, really want to hear what your take is kind of overall on the show and also on the audience response to the show. Um, I think the show's great, obviously. I would probably give it like this for season like an eight and a half out of 10 because I felt like it was the right amount of mess, but it wasn't like, I think the reason that this show hits for me is because none of these people to me seem like they're the, except for Bria, no one really seems like they're supposed to be on a reality show. They seem like they haphazardly walked into the casting process somehow and ended up on this show (laughs) and don't really know. It almost feels like the real world a little bit more than it does like a Bravo reality show. Like Preston is like 
incredibly intelligent, obviously. Shout out Preston. Love him. Um, you know, Bria's kind of a maniac, but obviously love her. Um, Silas is a misogynistic, a misogynistic milk dud, as someone referred to him on Twitter. <laughs> um, like, you know, I just think that it's like everyone's so different, but I just feel like, and especially Alex, like Alex isn't really supposed to be on reality TV either. It just feels like, how did he end up here? He doesn't seem like a kind of person that would be a narcissist in that way to want to like watch himself back. But um, that's why I think it works. They're just kind of like really an actual friend group that have all known each other for years and have all these kind of like deep seated issues with each other, whether it's with the relationships, um, you know, yeah, I think that's why it works for me. It didn't really feel like too put on. And there's the right amount of like fighting, but not too much where it feels like forced. It's the kind so. of fighting that you would actually have if a group of your friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends all got together and were in a house for 15 days. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's not over the top. Yeah. And it's not like regular summer house, too, where they get to go away. And think about what happened over the last two days. Like they're stuck there. So I think that's why this one works. I mean, also the regular summer, I call it plain summer house. Now I call this one spicy summer house. Um, <laughs> this one's like seasoned. This is like seasoned summer house. <laughs> and the other one's plain. But the, the, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite season of plain summer house was the one during COVID where they had to Same. be in the house. That's when it was really good. It was it so never really good. Got they back went to that nuts. Magic. People like Hannah had like a complete breakdown. (laughs) That was incredible to watch. Everyone was losing their minds, but it was so relatable because all of us felt like we were losing our minds at the time. Yeah, absolutely. We were all like stuck in the house. (laughs) So I... uh, I feel like I knew every inch of that house. (laughs) I know. I even remember like where they were like like, working out and stuff in the the plain summer (laughs) house that like I remember everything about that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so you said yeah, Silas is a misogynistic milk dud. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, or what do you think of the fact that since he's been off the show, he has gone on YouTube channels and like done interviews saying that he was so wrong and he's been in counseling and he's learned so much about himself? Has he? I mean, I haven't really seen too much of him going back and relitigating any of that. I ha- but I haven't really been following too much of the cast interviews in the media afterwards i've seen like you know preston stuff on watch what happens live um i'm trying to think of anyone else i haven't but i haven't seen what he said so he's really kind of like kind of he's walking it back atoned for his sins (laughs) he's trying it was it was pretty bad i mean it got to the point that last episode i was like are we putting on now like this is a joke right like the way he's cursing at her about his pants about any of it, the burnt sandwiches. I mean, it's, she's better than I would I, because I would throw that iron at his head. It would not even be a conversation. I, yeah. What I thought was the darkest was he almost alluded to like, if you keep fucking up like this, you're yeah. going to be back where you were before, which was living in your car. Implying living in a car. Yeah. He's disgusting. I mean, he really is. Um, I don't know. I mean, but then again, the petty part of me wants to like see him back next season oh, so that definitely. we can you know what i mean like they're so everyone online is like well silas and jasmine they're terrible to watch and i don't want to see them next season i'm like i don't know they're kind of built-in villains like it's kind of amazing i, I mean it sucks were... that they're in this relationship but like it's great because it makes me like the other girls so much more that they're like don't speak to me that way just because you're married i mean it brings up really like legitimate conversations you have with your friends when they're married and treat you differently i don't know almost all my friends are married I yeah mean, not all but a lot i would say a significant majority and they have it's... never treated me differently, <laughs> like, or acted like oh now that i'm married everything is different i think what changes the most is if you have kids it's just yeah. like your ability to control your schedule is oh not yours anymore necessarily, but these two are going to be unbearable when she becomes pregnant. <laughs> I can't wait. This is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be an actual nightmare. And I'm okay with like, you know, the drama and their relationship because I, from what we see, it doesn't really, I mean, there's probably like, they verbally abuse each other, obviously, because she's like, don't fucking talk to me. And he's like yelling at her. And 
So I can, yeah. But it's a bit of a mess. I don't but know. The petty part of me she, wants to see them back. Yeah. I want to see them back. I want to see. I think this is my prediction. They're going to come back next season and they're going to be like, we've worked on our relationship. Yeah. We were in therapy. We we're like couple yeah. goals, like everything that was a problem last summer. And they're going to yeah. have an entire new set of problems. And the like yes. basics of how they communicate with each other is going to stay the same. It's just going to be yes. a different set of issues. <laughs> <laughs> and I think now the house guests are also going to have like no patience for it this time around. I think they're going to be like, after, especially after they've seen everything, because right. a lot of the stuff that we would see took place in their bedrooms when everybody else was asleep or outside having fun. Right. So it's be interesting to see. Um, that's why I think we really needed a reunion. I hope we get one. I'm still kind of holding out for it. Are. You don't think we are? I don't think we are because it's like we would have filmed it by now and it would take like couldn't they just all fly out to New York to do Watch What Happens Live like they used to do with the Summer House reunions before Summer House had reunions? They should because the the reception to this show, how quickly it's picked up steam just in the past three weeks. I'd like to claim some of that, though. I feel like Have you I've been, been you've very been like, vocal. Yeah. I've been very vocal. I, I got on my Instagram stories. Thank you, Bravo. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I'm only going to tell you people one more time. This is the best show airing on Bravo right now. Um, and I got the people to start watching and people are, people are converted. Um, but it's like, it's amazing how quickly people have started talking about it online. And I'm really excited about it because now I feel like we'll get a second season. They'd be crazy not to. Are you still there? I'm back. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Was that my internet or yours? No, it was mine. I'm so sorry. I'm in my okay. dad's basement. Yeah. Okay, we are back again. <laughs> now I can't remember what we were talking about. Um, um, I think we were talking about the reception of the show. Oh, you know what? I remember what we were talking about. We were talking about them going to New York for a reunion on Watch What Happens Live. And right. so yeah, many yeah. of them live in New York. And It's true, yeah. Like, that would be Most so easy, right? It would. Um, I don't think we're going to get it, though, but... I, I definitely think that next season we will, though, for sure. I oh, mean, this yeah. this cast, they, imagine how dynamite that reunion would be. They're so <laughs> kooky. Shanice showing up. She'd probably show up for like half the reunion and get most of the sound bites. But um, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get it. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. Um. Okay. Thoughts half the cast on... lives in New York. More than half, I think. And then yeah. Preston lives in D.C. Amir is kind of the odd Dallas. one out because he lives in Texas. Yeah, I think he's in oh, Austin. That's what it is. What do you think of Amir? I mean, I love Amir. He's <laughs> probably the most handsome man on Bravo. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I honestly, there's nothing really to dislike about him for me. I don't think that, right? Don't you think? I mean, I think he got off pretty... Pretty he good on this came show. Like across pretty well. I had heard rumors yeah. when the show started that he had a girlfriend and that oh. he was just like going on the show and pretending to be single, but those didn't seem to materialize the way they normally do. Um, no, and I think it sounds like he has one found one after. But that is probably what happened, right? And yeah, yeah. because there was such a you know significant gap in between they filmed and when it aired, people made assumptions. I think. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. He is a man. There were some people that were also critical of him because he was much more in touch with his Lebanese side of his family and didn't really know much about the black side of his family and and kind of said he sort of like fetishized like black women. And I, I don't know, because this is all stuff that happened off camera. I don't know. I mean, I don't really see that part as someone who is half black and half um, Italian, like, I can totally relate to if he grew up with this Lebanese side of his family, then I don't know what people really want from him. It's like he didn't, he wasn't around black people. Right. It's like, you know, this is kind of his experience. I think if anything, it's like, be just happy that he had a moment where he was able to spend the summer with an all black house and learn about these things. I think people need to give more grace to people like who want to like learn, especially about their own culture, because I don't think it's like, even as other fellow Brown people, it's like not our space to like, police his blackness like yeah is he like not not black enough for them i and which is like a term which i think is already ridiculous in and of itself 
So I kind of hate that argument, but I, I really like Amir. Um, and I could relate a lot to him, but that's just me on a personal level and i just think he's so handsome he is so handsome i I liked him i thought he was interesting i find the whole the fact that he was raised by like an entirely different culture so fascinating and this was an opportunity for him to get in touch with the other side of you know his past that he didn't have a chance to and i agree with the grace comment in general I feel that way about most people who show up on reality TV. We're only getting snippets of their lives. People are so quick to want to paint someone as racist or transphobic or or whatever it is. And just because of mm-hmm. a comment that may, that comment may have been racist, the comment that they made may have been transphobic. But does that mean that's who they are at their core? Or did we catch yeah. them at a bad moment? Or are they capable of like growing? And isn't that what this is all about? I mean, but even with, like, again, with, like, the Amir stuff, I don't even know what comment he possibly would have made that. I mean, maybe I missed it. Maybe we're talking about something that maybe I kind of just flew over my head. But I think it was, was like, Twitter stuff from, like, 10 years ago. That's about, like, black women. And, you know, when he was probably a teacher, (laughs) which, you know, given how young he is. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's always the tweets. Always always the the tweets. tweets. People... (laughs) If you have a long Twitter history and yeah. you may have said problematic things as an underage person, please go yeah. clean that up. Clean that <laughs> up, people, please. But um, I was going to say, I mean, honestly, this entire cast of men is very attractive. Like very. even Silas. It's like I hate Silas, but you got to admit he's handsome. So it's like. <laughs> I thought Alex was the cutest. Yes, for sure. From my vantage point, I thought he was like the most and just it's so fun to see people on reality TV who don't fit the mold of getting angry quickly. We see that Mm -hmm. a lot on Married to Medicine with Dr. Jackie, like she's not one to yell and scream to make a point. And I find her a really interesting character. And I appreciated when Alex, when they tried to get him involved in drama, he was like, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to walk around. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, this no, is totally. crap. <laughs> you know? No, they're they're just all like this is a very elevated like cast of people. Like we are not talking about just like low bottom of the barrel reality TV people. That's why I just love this cast. Like I feel like this show kind of has like a Potomac vibe to me, where it feels mm. like they're the same kind of vibe on that show where they weren't quick to flip. Like Karen is usually the kind of person who was like, okay, I'm just gonna walk away. I don't know. They just the stuff they talk about, the way they deal with each other. I just feel like Alex's whole thing, where he's like weirdly like journaling all the time and meditating. I just <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like these people are not supposed to be on reality TV. You know what I mean? But it's kind of like refreshing. Um, so that's why I just I really like it. I do feel like Jordan and Bria less. Jordan, he's a little judgmental, but though, by the way, I will say that about the Alex, he is a little judgmental with the Shani stuff. When he was kind of judging her about the um, the uh, the, the ex-boyfriend, yeah, the stalking. But I mean, you know, that is fucking weird. Let's be real. Yeah, Shani's- I I didn't think it was too judgmental. I thought it was the right amount of judgment. Like if someone is behaving in such a way that the police have to get involved because <laughs> yeah, okay, you're calling yeah. too many times and you're threatening or you're showing up to someone's physical house, that is a problem. Yeah, I just didn't know if they had the whole story, but I guess it sounds like they did. It, um, it felt like maybe the story had been exaggerated, but then she was like, I mean, some of it's true. <laughs> <laughs> she seems very fucking nutty. Um, I'm a, a little bit obsessed. Like, she she comes in two days, what? Like, two days every week, right? Just on the weekends? Yeah. And just- those two days does more than all of the bed sore girls put together did an entire summer. She comes in and turns that entire house upside down, has her titties out. She's dancing around twerking in the hot tub and then just like packs her bags and then leaves. And everyone's like, what just happened? <laughs> it it's, was perfect. It's so For funny. That fact alone, bring her back. I need her on my screen. She's chaos. She kind of reminds me of like a more unhinged. She reminds me of like if Ashley Darby had I was a just sister. about to say Ashley Darby. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of got like season one Ashley Darby vibes, like but twerking crazier. all over everyone and drunk, 
Yes. Like, yeah, much way more you. unhinged. Like she just yeah. does not give an F. When she was completely <laughs> naked in the confessional room, I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. It's just like chaos, but I love it. It's funny that most of the women know each other through Playboy. I thought that was a really yeah, interesting was... like connection. Mm-hmm. And then their individual relationships with, with Playboy and with their bodies and with it, what it means to make money off of your own body. I think yeah. that was most encapsulated by Jordan, who I think is still really wrestling with, with, that. with mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, like I kind of felt... Yeah, I got the idea when she kind of had that breakdown in the second to last episode, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That we weren't getting the full story because I feel like a lot of that anger could have just been directed at Alex and Amir. I think it was kind of maybe based on something that was going on before the show. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's how it felt. But it's tough. I I really like Jordan, though. But she's very intense. I like her a lot. She's feisty. She's a She's a good addition to any Bravo show. Um, She's just like very intense though. Like when she talks to people. (laughs) She is. I I was most shocked that her and Bria were friends. They seem not like the kind of people that would be friends with each other. I don't know why. Maybe stay tuned. Yeah. I feel like like we're going (laughs) to watch it second season and they are going to have a friendship blow up. (laughs) Right. They seem like very, like could really butt heads, but. But I yeah. like them both. So I it's mean, like, Bria yeah. is insane. She is so okay. insane, but it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. She's like the star. She's the breakout star to me on the show, I think. Um, I call her Spicy Page. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she? She's like a spicier she page. She just is. Wait till, wait till she starts getting her brand deals and stuff like that. And she's just going to be showing up with like full fashions. I, I think she's going to be great. Um, a total psychopath, obviously. Milo, her dog, I'm obsessed yes. with. He's I also think a star. Milo needs an emotional support animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, this is way too much. When she showed up with that dog without letting people know, <laughs> that was so entitled and insane. And it made it seem like, did you just get this dog? Like, aren't you friends with these people? Wouldn't they question what are you doing with your dog for like the 15 days that we're filming? Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so crazy. Good. Now, my favorite part, I think of the entire show was when Simon showed up because it was so unexpected. I had no idea what this guy was going to be like. And then he's just like the most <laughs> Just like the most German, German person. Oh, my God. He barely spoke English. He could barely understand what he was saying half the time. He's always drunk. <laughs> it's like, but like calm compared to yeah. everyone else. Like, and not quick to get angry with her or angry at a situation. Just really like good vibes when he came in. Not them talking about like literally talking shit about him the entire time and having a house vote, which we'll get to the house votes in a minute, I guess, but having a house vote to decide if he can even like come in the first place, he shows up and then gives them all watches and immediately like (laughs) Simon can stay. Simon can stay. I was like, this is so fake. These people are so. It's hilarious. It's It's so good. Okay. Let's talk about the the votes because that was wild. So the only understanding (laughs) I have of this is that they asked production, like, what do we do? We're having problems in the house. And production is like, I don't know, maybe take a vote. (laughs) It's like what I think happened. And then they took that too literally. Yeah, no, they started having house votes for everything. They had at least three major house votes, right? But yeah, they had First, about um, Mariah, Phil, and Mariah, uh, and Mariah, and then it for Simon. Yes, Simon. and then they were about to have another one about remember? the dog shitty, yeah, and, and then Preston was Preston's like, "No, he's absolutely <laughs> not. He's so tired. Poor Preston, literally the house, the actual house mom, and he's just like so tired of these people at this point. These crazy straight people. He's like." I'm going downstairs. And he's like, you better man up, Preston. And he's like, how am I not being a man? You're supposed to be, what, like the house dad. You're, you know, you and you're the host of the house. And you're telling me to go talk to 
Bria about her dog shit. Like, just deal with it. Have a have an honest conversation. Be like, and then and then it was picked up and cleaned and like done with. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> and then Silas keeps handing his fucking football to everybody. He kept like holding. He's like trying to hand a football so that Preston could speak. He's like, I'm not doing the football thing. I'm just gonna speak. This is ridiculous. Like Silas, I, the, the army like ruined his brain or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't like, know anyone that's had a military experience that behaves that way. Yeah, like anyone it's crazy it's like as if you graduated and were in a sorority and tried to apply the rules of the sorority at your workplace it's yeah. nuts like yeah. oh yeah we're gonna snap after every like good comment we're gonna like you know, <laughs> just all the shit it's so crazy he and then for him to like try and explain to people well, this is why i'm yelling at you because when you're in the military and it's like no this is not an excuse you need to you're not supposed to yell at people in the military yeah. either. <laughs> like screaming about moving a table through a door. Like, come on. I know when he stopped and like explained, he's like, you know, in the military, it's like, oh my God, this man is like literally fucking insane. He's um, just one of the ugh. people that just needs to have several seats. There are very few people I feel that way about. And I'm like, you just need to shut up and listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know why Preston wasn't able to have his boyfriend come up. I feel like, well, is his boyfriend even interested in being on reality TV? That's true. So what I was shocked about, so I've heard of Preston prior to him being on the show because he's pretty big in DC and Mm -hmm. he's really big in the like black queer community. And I feel like, yeah, he seemed familiar. Like I had seen him in something had been involved in like some drama in the queer community and not just in dc but like dc headquarters so he used to work i think as the head of advocacy at the trevor project and he left i think in like january february march timeline with a lot to say about the trevor project and their leadership um so for those listening, you should take a look at his Twitter. I think it only oh, goes as okay. far back as when he left the Trevor Project and look at the tweets and the letter that he sent when he departed. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. even know that. It's oh. very dramatic. So, you know, at work and stuff, <laughs> people knew about it and okay. were talking about it. So I was like, oh my God, he's on a Bravo show. Worlds are colliding. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that's probably how he, yeah, I'm trying to remember how he's, we've, we've talked a bit because he said that his boyfriend um, follows my Instagram. So we were just chatting a bit. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, he seems absolutely lovely. Yeah, and he does. Yeah. So great. And I bet his boyfriend has a job that maybe requires, I don't know, half the people in DC have like a security clearance and it's the worst place to film a reality show because people yes. don't want to be filmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just contractually can't be. Or can't so that's be, what I just yeah. kind of, yeah. But that's what I just, that's what I felt probably about his boyfriend. He probably either wasn't willing to be involved or couldn't be. Or- I hope next season they bring in another gay or lesbian or trans or someone so that he's not like the sole queer person in the space. Is there anybody that you would remove? I don't think so. Maybe, you know what, who didn't do it for me was Jason. Jason, I was just going to say. But I, but the thing is, is like he seems like such a great guy. Like he does, he seems like lovely. I liked his story when he came in, but then his dynamic with the others, it didn't, didn't feel really a lot. To mesh. They, yeah, it just didn't seem to mesh so much. But everyone else, um, I mean, I want to see Nick and Alex's friendship because they seem to get so close, and I didn't realize it. And then the finale episode, I was like, they're like best friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, were and they always somewhere. close, or did they get closer during this? I have no idea. I'm trying. I think Summer's like a mystery to me because I'm trying to remember exactly what her connection was to the house. But, um, like I don't even remember if we if she knew Bria before. I don't think it's she not did. like she did. 
because then they got into that fight at the end and then like made up like oh, best friends. Oh, they did. So. Yeah. I have no idea. Some of them was very, it was very confusing, like who brought who in. Mariah didn't have a connection to anyone but Jasmine. Phil didn't have a connection to anyone but Shanice and Jasmine, or Shanice and Bria. Like, Bill can made we talk zero about Phil sense. for a second? Like, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, but honestly, like, I do not want him in the house ever again. But God, that one episode was, was the so best. funny to me. It was yeah, so, like, it literally. He so, was the perfect one night house guest. It's like, perfect. I don't even think he lasted the entire night. I think he left before the like before yeah. the sunrise. <laughs> yeah, he was like in and out in a matter of four hours. I've never seen a faster house guest evacuated. It's so insane. He came in, took a poop, went to the club. <laughs> Drunk off his fucking ass, came back to the house, insulted literally everyone at the house, all the girls. I mean, he was like, everybody he insulted. He insulted Jordan, he insulted Amir, Preston. His energy was like so whack at that point, so I'm kind of glad he left, but... um. God, that was a great episode. It was so funny because it's very clear that Shanice and Bria met him as a club promoter, and they literally have never seen him in the light of day. They're like, he's so fun. He's awesome. I'm like, you're shit-faced every time you encounter this man. Yeah, that's what the vibe was. Like, everyone else (laughs) knew each other through, like, school, or they've been besties for a long time. And they just kept being like, he's such a fun guy. And I'm like, you clearly met this guy at a club. don't know him. <laughs> yeah, like he's, it's, he seemed a little unhinged, and I'm kind of, I'm really glad he left actually, because who knows what would have happened if time had kind of passed. He seemed like and, someone who had an intense amount of anger and would have had yeah. to be forcibly removed from the show had they not voted him off. Like, I think he's someone that would physically hurt yeah, someone yeah. else. Because he stepped up to Amir, he was like coming for the girls, he was making fun of, making fun of Preston's shirt saying it was too tight, which was giving me homophobic vibes. I don't know. So he had to go. uh, It was so funny, though. And (laughs) I felt like I understood why he left, but I really thought it was wrong that they kicked out Mariah. You do? I do. I I I liked Mariah, but... I liked her. I feel like they could say, hey, moving forward, this is... uh, like I just didn't feel like she pushed her. She touched her, and she shouldn't have touched her at all, but it just didn't seem to rise to the occasion of kicking someone out. I feel like Bria was making it, like, I don't feel safe. And I'm like, okay, but I feel like you're really making yourself a victim out of this, and it could be addressed by conversation. And I thought Mariah was willing to do that, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole issue was that Mariah wasn't really addressing it because like hours had passed since she, and I, you know, I mean, it was kind of a heated exchange and then she literally took some clothing and pushed it against her chest. It was kind of aggressive. Yeah. So, and it was aggressive. Um, yeah. It was definitely aggressive. So, I mean, I can get Bria's perspective there, especially because hours had passed and instead of having a conversation about it, they just came to the club and partied like nothing had happened and Bria got upset and went home. So I can kind of get, her point there but it's kind of hypocritical for summer to now put her hands on bria and then they just tugged and made it up made it up but i guess there summer did approach the topic as opposed to trying to sweep it yes under the rug. and i thought summer was more physically aggressive yeah that's true yeah but it also involved alcohol which is not an excuse but i don't know how much either of them remember it as well <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, so we saw it and we're like, oh, that was a lot. But yeah, one thing, one reason why I want Mariah back next season is because she has beef with Amir. So Amir was on, yeah, so he was on a podcast recently. Um, oh my god, it's one of my friends' podcasts. I have to remember. Oh, Reality and Comics too, Kendrick Tucker, and he and he was saying, you know, after the episode aired where it was clear that like he was the one that mixed up the laundry that that Mariah texted him and was like expecting a certain type of apology and he didn't give the type of apology that she was expecting like he was like I'm not going to be responsible for like all of this just because I mixed up the laundry 
you know, like day, like regardless who put it in there, she right. still flipped out. She still flipped out in a way that yeah. was like not exactly needed. But I understand some people are really weird about dogs, but it just felt like it could have been handled differently. And so they like have beef now, I guess. And I feel like we need some conflict going into next season. We we have some, but I want to see. Oh, I- I think this group will find conflict. They, will they would find, find conflict right. in a cardboard box. Please. I just, I wanted to get to know her more I, before I decided. You know how, like, yeah. when a first season housewife is, like, kicked out and they've not come back and you're like, oh, they could have got a second season. I feel like I didn't really get to know them well. You know? Yeah. I mean, I liked Mariah, but I'll be honest, I find Summer pretty interesting. She's a different vibe than all the other girls in the show. She's a lot more kind of withdrawn, but. I don't know. She's, she gets along with like Alex really well. She's the only one who could seem to have conversations with him. Yeah. Um, besides Nick. And she had, didn't show a yeah. lot of Nick and Alex conversations. But yeah, those were the only two that he seemed to really get along with. She's kind of got a like a cool vibe to me. Um, and also, I like her background. She's like um, raised by her Jamaican side of her family. She's also mixed, which I can relate to. My family's Jamaican. So I don't know. There's just something. But that's a personal thing. You know, I just I like her. I liked her, um, too. Yeah. So, I mean, if it was between her and Mariah, then I'd probably keep her. Oh, yeah. But does it have to be between? Um, I don't know. I just thought, I just figured, because was Summer always coming, or was she just coming in just because oh, of Mariah? Oh, That's what I always thought. Oh, I didn't think I, that. I didn't even think about that. That's that's. That's probably what I thought because true. I thought the reason that Jason and Mariah came, or the Jason and Summer came in was because Phil, Phil and, and Mariah, Mariah didn't work out. out. Ah. Yeah, I thought maybe they had people in their back pocket that they were like, oh, come in, come film now. You're totally right. I did Because not they would have run out of bets. Right. Yeah. Because huh. remember, they were like freaking out over who had what rooms and everything. And Yeah. Now, the only person we haven't really talked about was Nick. Do you think he was being extra shady by not mentioning that he had a girlfriend and... Absolutely. <laughs> and I think his girlfriend was trying to save face by acting like she was not worried at all. But he seems so shady to me because <laughs> he's a man. But um, <laughs> he's so shady. But again, he's kooky and very like he's just got a very interesting personality. I think he's great for the show, but um, not my favorite guy on the house for sure. Definitely shady. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I like want every girl's like not even in one of their DMs, like literally, and even in the girls that have boyfriends, he was in their DMs. So what I thought was going to happen because it was like what episode two or three where they're like he's got a secret. I was like, oh, is he gay? gay right? Because the way that they were talking about it was, yeah. and then also just the it almost seemed like performative flirting. Like, oh what, yeah, what yeah. guy actually tries to flirt with that many women? I mean, like before. Great men. <laughs> You're so I don't right. know. <laughs> but I just, it seems like it wasn't well thought out. Like these women are going to talk to each other. I thought he was just doing it to be like, try and save face and act straight. You would be surprised how little men think when they are doing <laughs> these types of things. I think that you fail to realize how fucking stupid a lot of men are yeah i'm just like this is weird behavior nick that's weird you're weird but i love his fashion he's a total weirdo and um he's apparently a really intense long distance runner and he's ran marathons in multiple countries and i want to see that side of him also the other thing that we didn't get to hear was preston why he wears hats all the time he has like a scalp yeah. condition that he said he oh, talked he? about but it got cut and that's why he wears hats oh it may be i figured well also maybe because it's summertime too so maybe if he has a scalp condition and he can't be in the sun oh although yeah but this although, was september did, but oh was it september? it, it was really cold you could tell it was cold it's and freezing. it got dark really early <laughs> Yeah, we could park really early and they're always like shivering under blankets. <laughs> like and I'm they like, never go in the pool. <laughs> yeah, they got to go earlier in the summer this year. They do, but I bet that there's restrictions. I bet it's hard to get that house. Yeah, And I bet yeah, there's yeah. like filming restrictions in the city for like the until Labor Day. Well, so I saw a TikTok the other day and someone actually found the house. 
So they went on a journey to try to find the house. That house is not actually in Oak Bluff, which is the town they always talk about. It's in Edgar Town, I think it's called. Edgar that makes town, sense is- because when they went to Oak Bluff, they had to get in a car and it seems like a journey. Yeah, it seemed like kind of a trip. Um, but I really like the house, though, so I, I don't want them to like switch it up. I think that's I like it more than the summer house the, than the plain summer house. I mean, <laughs> oh, I like the plain summer house house. You do? Oh. Yeah, I like the backyard. Yeah. I feel like okay, it's got yeah. like more space in the backyard. Yeah. And they're outside a lot. And I appreciated the like outdoor space. And just how big the kitchen was. Um, yeah. It felt like maybe this is why Silas wouldn't make himself food. <laughs> it was cramped. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh the goodness. difference between like this and Plain House that I think works for me is that like I liken it to how on Real Housewives, the dinner... The ensemble scenes where they're like at a dinner party and something goes awry, it works so well on Real Housewives of New York or I'm trying to think of another example, like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Dinner Party from Hell or the Cartagena Dinner and Real Housewives of New York, where like it's not just two people arguing. They'll pan over and it's like two people are arguing at the end of the table. Then you pan over here and there's three people kind of engaged in something. And then another person joins in. There's a lot of moving parts with this cast. Like, I feel like at any moment, someone's fighting with someone about something, and then someone else jumps in, whereas, like, the plain summer house, I feel like it's usually just, like, Lindsay versus the entire house. Right. And it... Do you know I what I mean? Like it wasn't always They don't really have way, alliances. But it's become that way. And it's, it reminds me a little yeah. bit of Jersey, where, like, they hate each other. And this yeah, is... It's, it's not like fun so, to watch oh, people fun. that truly yeah. hate each other. Like, yeah, I, I feel like potomac went there and then came back like they 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 had they knew they had to walk back and i'm hoping i'm hoping that potomac this next season finds its way but it's not fun for for me at least to watch people like absolutely despise each other and be forced to interact socially well what do you think for next season though for the show like do you think they just get another 15 days in the house or what i hope they film for longer and we get but more does that episodes. make sense but does that make like how do you do that like do you do just a week um, and then back to the city and then you go back like no i think you add like five days you do 20 days of filming rather than 15 okay i'd also okay. heard that some people were there for 30 days and some people were there for 15 days and they made it seem like it was just 15 but based on the way they showed it I couldn't quite Oh, some see people that. were there for 30 days? That's what I heard. Granted, this is all like on social media. Okay, so who yeah, yeah. knows okay, what's yeah, yeah. like real and what's not real. Like yeah, I heard yeah, a lot yeah. of, you know, in the beginning, right? Like after watching the first episode, I was like, I want to deep Got dive it. into all these people and yeah. figure out what people are saying about them. And that's how I found out about like maybe Amir has a girlfriend and whatever and that kind of stuff. But I think if just adding five more days would yeah, for sure. be great. I hope that or do a full month and make it not as compact so people are actually able to work during the day. That's you know true. that need yeah. to like would that worked with Summer House like when Danielle had to work every single day from 9 to 5 that yeah. but she was like turned up whenever she wasn't working. So yeah. I we just these people have real jobs a lot of them. I don't, like, yeah, not jobs that are just filming that would require some time to like sit and be on their computer, or be on calls. Like, let's give them because, that space and not have them. And that's why we like them. Back. Is yeah, because they actually have jobs exactly. and they're not just being reality stars. And that's what <laughs> so, yeah. Summer House started out as, right? It was like Kyle yeah. was, you know, really doing startup. Carl was in yeah. sales. Like, no one was an influencer, and and now they're just influencers that fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to this cast. I feel really I strongly about but, it. And I, I want it to be, yeah. What's so hard is like social media, I feel like ruins reality TV in a certain way. It ruins some of the experience for us watching. And it also ruins it for them because they have such like intense feedback that they get. And yeah. a lot of people take it to heart and then try and be a different version. And the best shows are the ones that we're seeing like true authenticity. And it's really hard to be authentic other than a first season. Because then you know what people think about you. 
Well, I think that's why this show's working right now is because we're on the ground floor and we got one more good season. One more, and then it's going to get yeah. really nasty. Yeah, it's going to about to get really nasty. And so they have like 300,000 followers on Twitter, and then they're going to start beefing back and forth. And <sighs> enjoy it while it lasts, Mandy. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking about our new favorite show. Tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your merch, and anything else you want to plug. Um, yeah, just Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. Um, Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. I'm the underscore Pet Shop Boy on Twitter. Um, and I have a pet. I'm sorry, I have a podcast called The B List with Pet Shop Boy. You can find it anywhere you like. Listen to podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Um, and those come out weekly. And you're going to actually be on the next one. So, Yay! Everyone, yay. tune in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and we will chat soon. <laughs>